I think what I'm what I get excited by every morning for the past decade since I started my entrepreneurial journey is is creating the impossible is 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 creating the one thing that you think to be impossible and bringing people around it. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Loomi Tech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. Let's talk social. Meet Yonatan Raz Friedman, the CEO and founder at SuperSocial. Yon is an entrepreneur and company builder. He is the CEO and founder of SuperSocial with a mission to inspire people to socialize, play, and create in the metaverse, starting with Roblox. Backed by industry-leading investors, SuperSocial's ambition is to play an instrumental role in shaping the next era of interactive entertainment. Prior to SuperSocial, he co-founded Cano, a computer company recognized by Fastco magazine as one of the world's most innovative consumer electronics companies, Israeli-born, living in the U.S. with his wife, Carrie. Yonatan Ross Friedman, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm really good, Michael. Thanks for having me on this show. I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. Are you in New York right now? I am actually, as we speak at the moment, I am in Columbus, Ohio, in the Midwest of the, the U.S. Wow. What, what brings you to Columbus, Ohio? Well, it's my, it, we, we spent a, a bunch of time last year during COVID. Uh, we live in Brooklyn, but we came here for, uh, for a few months, and then we decided to, uh, to do that again. You know, New York is not really the same at the moment, so we thought, let's, let's come here again for a, few, for a bit of time and, and see how it goes. So Columbus, Ohio at the moment. Amazing. So I'm going to ask for some recommendations later about Columbus, Ohio. But before that, uh, Jonathan, there's so, so many amazing things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about engagement, game creation, creativity, you know, the, this whole world of, of gaming and, you know, the companies that you founded from, from Sosu to Koto Interactive to Kano Computing uh, to now uh, Super Social, which is behind uh, Roblox. I had even no idea. I've been hearing about this game for so long. I had no idea that, that you're behind it. I believe I, I just saw that you have like 18 million reviews or something on the on the play store alone uh, something uh, unbelievable uh, but Jonathan uh, even before all that you met your wife on a random encounter in a bus in Athens what, what was that all about yeah you know I think the I discovered that life is really uh, all about these serendipitous moments of, yeah. of meeting people uh, either in life or business some of the best thing that happened to me in life happened like that and Meeting my wife was no, was, no, uh, was no different. We were both in a conference with a, by a company called WPP, one of the largest uh, advertising companies in the world. And they were an investor in my first company, Kano. And I went to that conference in 2015 and toward the end of the year. And after four days of a conference on the, on the bus on the way back to the airport, I sat next to this really wonderful woman. We started talking. I, I discovered she's from originally from Columbus, Ohio, but lives of in New course. York. <laughs> and we, we kind of stayed in touch. And only after a year and a half, actually, we reconnected and met again in, in, in San Francisco. And, and immediately everything clicked and we got married. You know, we got engaged after a few after six months. So really? it all started on a bus. It all started on a bus. That, that's that's a remarkable. I, I love that, Jonathan. 
How do you get into the world of gaming? I know that you spent some time in the IDC. You were, you know, the in the Alumni Association of the Zell Entrepreneurship Program. You're also the chief of staff to the chief of staff to the president of Kettle. So your your engagement with understanding about that, you know, engagement and, and leadership stems way back. You go, you went from gaming. You're also in stickers for sneakers, right? How do you even get into this whole industry? Yeah, you know, I think the journey started with being getting into the Zell program. That was really mm-hmm. sort of the milestone that changed the course of the trajectory. Um, and you've in, you know you've interviewed Liat Aronson, who is a, yes. a close friend and a mentor, and a big part why I wanted to join the Zell program. And, and at the Zell program, I really fell in love not just with the notion of building something new, but launching something new and building a team and a company around that. You know, back then I was not really into entrepreneurship. I was 23 years old. And I didn't really think that that's going to be a direction. No one really talked about startups too often. It was 2008. Um, but then I kind of fell in love. I got into the program. We started this new venture, Stickers for Snickers, which we learned a lot about about product development. That's sort of been the the a really nice stepping stone to join a company like Keter, where I was chief of staff to the president of the company and really learned a lot about industrial design, mass manufacturing, right. global business, leadership, big business. And to be honest, after that, it was kind of pretty abundantly clear that I want to be a company builder. And then, you know, a month after I finished with Keter, January 2013, I moved to London and uh, I started Kano and and the rest is history. So that was sort of what got me into entrepreneurship. I fell in love with the notion of building an organization, building a product, building something new on your own. And, and making people happy through that. So that's sort right. of the, the, the genesis of how I got to where I am. I, I love the making ha- people happy part. Can you extract maybe one, one or two key things that you can recall back from your time with Ketel? You know, being the chief of staff to the president of, of, a, of a company that is yielding over a billion dollars in revenue, you know, it's a daunting task. I remember from my days in 8200, always the chief of staff to, you know, the, the, the high ranks. They're working. I, I've never seen people work so hard. And they, you, I mean, in, in some ways you are the president because you, you're, you're, you have to be aligned with, with, with the person in charge and, and it's much much more than just you know managing the day-to-day things it's really being at, as a part of the think tank so what are some you know of the experiences that really this made you understand what type of leader and entrepreneur you want to be yeah you know I was really really privileged to work for a, an incredible human being uh, Sender Tal who was the president of, of the Cato group um, and you know incredible emotional intelligence uh, really smart business acumen in terms of what takes people what makes business work how to create win-win situation not what with team members but also with business collaborators um having the foresight and the creativity to think about new product ideas differently in a way that the market doesn't necessarily look at um and i think above all also taking that operational excellence that a company like keter had you know if i look at all of these different things that i took from Ketter and learning from Tal and, and other peoples in the organization, you know, these are things that really served me well when we went and built a new computer company. You know, you need to remember, I started Kano uh, at the age of 29, a computer company. I didn't know anything about building a company. I didn't know anything about building computers. I didn't know anything about manufacturing in China. 
we had to figure out all of those things. And and I think being part of a company that ships over, you know, 200,000 containers of plastic products across the world and, and billions of dollars of revenue every year really gave me the confidence that going into building a computer, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go to China. I'm going to learn how to manufacture computers and, and electronics. I'm going to figure out how to build a team. Of course, I've made a lot of mistakes throughout the journey of, you know, of building Kano and, and other things as well. But but those experiences with Keter and seeing what a large-scale, excellent business being run and built really helped me in, in, in sort of making the first steps, as, as, not just as an entrepreneur and a founder, but also as an executive. Right. So, so it was all about getting your hands dirty at that point, right? And getting that first-hand experience, understanding that it's, it's really it's about getting the hands dirty, even if you want to become, you know, running a thousand-person company. And, and I think that what I've been observing is that I've been talking to people that are running, you know, thousand, that are managing thousands of people, but it all boils down to their core experiences. You know, I keep thinking back to Alibaba and Jack Ma's upbringing, you know, standing outside of the hotel, teaching tourists how to speak English or giving them or showing them around so that he can learn English, right? It's all about those experiences that really make you as a leader, right? There is a great Picasso quote, which I, I always remind to myself. And Picasso said, I always do that which I do not know, so I may learn how to do it. Exactly, exactly. That's it. You know, that's that, kind of the essence of it. How do you find yourself at, as a market leader, you know, at the cutting edge of entertainment? You're creating a, a multitude of companies that are dealing with entertainment, dealing with gaming. What is sort of the, the part of you that, that it understands, okay, I really want to build stuff that makes people happy and through engaging products, I'm going to make that happen. Yeah, you know, when I when I when I think about a new venture and, and when I think about the genesis of starting companies like Kano or Encodo and Super Social now, I think for me it's always start with what is the value, what are we actually gonna make people be able to do? What is going to be fun for them? What is gonna add value to their lives? When we thought about Kano, it wasn't about hey, let's build a computer because people are just going to want another computer. It was about how do we use computers and technology <clears throat> to empower young people to be creative with technology and learn by doing by themselves instead of just using the tech. <clears throat> and when we think about Super Social and why we decided to start Super Social, it was in the middle of a pandemic. Super Social was born in June 1st last year. The pandemic, 2 billion people are out of school. And what I think we realized was if we look down the road, 5, 10 years down the road, it was really the understanding that the notion of human connection in a virtual world, the notion of human expression in a virtual world is really going to shift and change in the next decade. And we wanted as a company and as builders, we wanted to build experiences and virtual worlds for this new generation that is going to explore and, and experience human connection and creative expression in a whole new way. And I think accidentally, not being a game entrepreneur before, I recognize as a gamer and where the world is going that virtual world or gameplay experiences is going to be a fantastic way to reimagine those human connections and how do we allow and empower people at any age to creatively express themselves. And that was the genesis of why we decided to start Super Social in the middle of a pandemic, which was a, you know, a, big, a big undertaking. So obviously getting, raising your seed run from Intel Capital and Warner Music Group during, you know, with a company that you're creating during the pandemic. But that's impressive. But even more impressive is the feed that you're taking on, because it sounds to me 
that it's a lot of responsibility, what you're saying here. Taking responsibility for the way that people are going to be interacting in a new environment, in a new age that is predominantly virtual and being the platform that that is being done on, that is a lot of responsibility. Like I would be scared to take that responsibility, honestly. So obviously it's just as exciting, but tell me a little bit about how you're thinking through this. Well, first of all, I think what's really um I'm the type of entrepreneur that I love building on, on, on the shoulders of giants. You know, with Kana, we built on the Raspberry Pi, which was a really incredible invention, which saved us a lot of time and resources, and we could have focused on building the actual product experience. I think what we were doing with Super Social is pretty similar. You know, this platform, Roblox, is, is one of the fastest-growing kind of gaming environments in the world. It's almost as if you would think Facebook and Unity had a child. It would have been Roblox. 170 million monthly active users access their platform every every month. They have the game engine, they have the distribution, they have the audience. And so instead of going and building a, your own technology platform that other companies have spent two decades building, what we said, we're going to go and build on the shoulders of these giants. And we're really excited and, and, and privileged to be building on a platform like Roblox. So we can focus on building those virtual worlds with engagement and excitement and inspiration to bring different people together across captivating stories, unique social gameplay mechanics, um, and virtual world that will empower you to express yourself creatively through games. This is what we're focusing on. And I think if you if you read a report like ARK, Arc Invest, uh, the, the, the famous investment organization, if you read the report about what is going to be the next cutting-edge technology, among AI and, and deep learning and autonomous vehicles, you're actually going to see in the recent report virtual worlds. Because we now recognize, everyone recognized that building these engaging virtual worlds where we as humans can manifest ourselves through digital avatars and build our experience in the world as people and as creators through these virtual worlds, this is going to be a massive frontier in the next couple of decades. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you access those virtual worlds through your mobile phone, through a VR, through AR, it's not the point. The point is those virtual worlds are the evolution of the internet. They're going to be the next big utility and a lot of amazing human experiences will be created on those platforms. I completely agree. And I think that what's, what's remarkable for me as a bystander, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing up in this transitional generation, right? Where, you know, my generation growing up, we weren't like hardcore gamers like now, but we, but we were enough technologically enthused that we understand. So for me, I'm very much able to grasp this idea that yes, the future is all about virtual worlds. It's about allowing anybody, anywhere, anytime, any place to create their own world, to have a presence in a virtual world and be in the same world as their fellow peers uh, in whatever age groups around the world. At the same time, you still have you know, a few generations of resistance that are saying, what do you mean virtual world? You know, we have this world, you know, we, we, don't, we don't want virtual worlds. Uh, so you're, there is this you know, interesting transitional gap, but I couldn't agree more. I'm assuming that you don't expect to reach 170 million monthly users and reach the, the crazy traction that you've had, or was this all a part of a, a great master plan that you had? Yeah, look, I think obviously we, we, we are privileged that we are building for a platform that, or, that has that audience, right? And I think if I look at an analogy, uh, uh, in the early days of Facebook in 2008, 2010, when Facebook opened their 
social API to other creators, those creators like Zynga, like Playfish, like a lot of those creators <clears throat> really enjoyed building on a platform that already built that social graph. And I think that's what's really unique about Roblox in comparison to other platform. You know, Roblox has built that social graph, that audience, multiple different ages who come to the platform anyway every day. And I think as super social, we are focusing on what type of games and experiences and virtual worlds we can create to really bring as many as these millions of people as possible every day to come and explore in our world and create and creatively express themselves in our world. This is really the task. And this is why we're thinking about it so much more than a game. In, in a right. nutshell, the future of games in our mind is so much more than just a quote unquote game. And this is what I think is the big shift. Right. I think that the way that you're approaching this and saying we're not building a game, we're building a world, we're building a universe, right, in which people can create their own virtual worlds. You know, it could, it could you know, then diverge into, you know, a million different pathways based on that same platform, that same core identity and core belief that we are headed into a place that people are going to be creating their virtual worlds and, and they're going to find this positive engagement through that. What are some things that you're keeping in mind, you know, as the CEO and co-founder of this, as, you know, now a person who's thinking f forward about this whole industry, what are some things that you're keeping in mind? Well, I think what we need to keep in mind, we need to keep in mind that the it's not just about building things that are fun and incredibly engaging. I think that's a challenge in and of itself. But I think there is going to be a need to develop what is that virtual world-based civility? How do we expect and want people to behave in these new virtual worlds? If yes. you're going to express yourself through this digital avatar, right, Michael, and you might have multiple different avatars. You might have an avatar for a virtual world created by SuperSocial. You might have an avatar that is in a completely different setup, right? Maybe you have your own multiple digital identities. How are we going to communicate and interact as individuals with these different avatars, which is an amazing thing to think about. And how can we allow you, Michael, as a person to have multiple digital identities and avatar, each of whom serve you differently in the virtual world? And then as, a, as, as an outcome of that, what are the relationships that you're going to have with different people around the world, right? And how do we make sure that society will continue to be a respectful? Everyone talks about, you know, cyberbullying, right? I think this is going to be an even bigger challenge when we talk about a world where maybe there are 7 billion people, but there might be 70 billion avatars represented by these individuals, right? So you're talking about an explosion of identities, mostly in the digital sphere. And I think, how do we build society to continue and be a place of respect and, and, and using technologies in a meaningful way? I think that's a big, big question that obviously we're not going to attack and address ourselves as a company. And I think that's one thing. The second thing is, as I've mentioned, we started Super Social in the middle of a pandemic. So we're building a 100% remote and distributed organization. How do you build teams that are united, that are collected, that pursue the same vision in the same values and culture? This is something that we are writing the playbook on the go. We don't have all the answers, but we started as a remote team. And I think life will come back to some normality and people will get back to offices at some point. But I think it's now going to be some form of a hybrid. And I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited as a CEO to figure out what is the, what is that new playbook looks like for the next decade. No one has wrote that playbook. So I'm excited about figuring that piece out. How do you continuously empower and inspire your team and build a large-scale global organization that is remote and distributed and making people feel connected in, in one unit? 
I'm excited about that. What I'm particularly inspired by throughout these 20 minutes is this excitement mentality over the the questions that have yet to be answered, whether it's how do you responsibly create an environment in which, you know, multiple identities remain civil and remain, you know, honest and, and uh, re- with obviously all the dangers that, you know, the digitalized, di- digitalized world brings to it and getting excited about that, getting excited about this idea of remote work, getting excited about not really knowing, like having this vision, not really knowing, you know, what's going to be there, but how do we work together with others and with, you know, gamers around the world to reach that vision? I think that that excitement and that is true entrepreneurship that is true leadership and it's infectious i have to say right i mean i'm sure that people that are working with you and they're saying like you know it doesn't like it doesn't matter what problem we come up with because we're excited about those problems we're excited about how we're going to solve them we're going to be hands-on in solving them and we're going to be intentional about solving them it feels to me that so many you know tend to to you know either sugarcoat stuff or to shrug it off and saying okay we'll deal with that later we we don't want to like to talk about it too much but here you're saying no i'm excited about these problems i'm excited about them as opportunities and and i think that's that's just remarkable jonathan what what really gets you going in the morning like what like what makes you sleep well at night or not well like what really gets you excited about what you're doing here i think what i'm what i get excited by every morning for the past decade since i started my entrepreneurial journey is is creating the impossible is 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 creating the one thing that you think to be impossible and bringing people around it, right? At the end of the day, you know, our number one company value is super social is team is literally everything. Our flywheel starts and ends with the team. If you have amazing people and they're motivated and they're excited about a vision and you build an environment where they can be the best version of themselves, you have really good chances of changing the world. And I think that's the core of what I do as an entrepreneur. I'm excited about the future, the vision, the world we can help create as as a company. And I bring really amazing people together and empower them to create that future because that's the only way to do that. I'm not going to build it on my own. Um, and and that's, that's what keeps me going in the morning. That's what keeps me working so hard. I spend a huge amount of my time finding those people, like getting them excited, getting them committed, helping them grow. I think this is the job of, of leadership and the job of entrepreneurs. And, you know, when people join us, I tell them, look, I might be your boss, but you're my teacher. I'm going to learn from you more than you're going to learn from me. And my job is to help you be the most successful you can be. Because if you do that, we can actually succeed. Um, and that's what gets me excited every morning. Jonathan. Thank you so much for the inspiration. I, I just love it. Uh, I, I mean, it's really, it's a... I just love what you're doing. I, just, I love your, your, your motivations. I love your execution, the products, everything. So thank you for joining my show. It was uh, phenomenal. Uh, the most important question, three words that you would use to describe yourself. Optimistic. Determination. And love. Jonathan, stay safe and stay healthy. Enjoy Columbus, Ohio. And I really hope to see you in person, in one of the virtual worlds, wherever it may be. But continue uh, seeing you. Thank you very much.